We're back again. Yeah. Take two. Take, yeah, funny enough, this is take two. We had technical <laughs> difficulties. <laughs> Technically, we did, yes. Yes, we had technical difficulties. Turns out, me getting the pizza is dangerous. <laughs> but it was so deliciously uh, cheesy. Did we actually talk about anything in take one that was related to video games? No. No, it was just bollocks. It's okay, kind of well, like this right now. We haven't even done the intro. It took us like a minute or two in the first take to do the intro properly. <laughs> well, this is the left stick, right stick podcast. Yes. Uh, there's a comma in there somewhere, I think. Yeah, it's episode two, Electric Boogaloo. Nice. There's our podcast title, Derek. <laughs> Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> We'll do something. We'll do, we'll do something there. I had some ideas for the title, but they were they weren't that good. But uh, but yeah, welcome back, everyone, to all our three point five listeners. Um, Is the three point five because I'm basically so I, I'm basically fat, so I count as one half. No, no. Oh, okay. Or am it was I something else? Or is it? Or is the point five my ego? The point five is. So I figure there's three people, and then, I don't know, the collective counts as half. Just the collective consciousness of our little friend group. It uh, counts for okay. half. Because it has the potential to be one more if they, you know, invite a friend or somebody else listens to. Natsatsu! <laughs> I don't know. I didn't mean to get all existential. Uh, Just a brief recap of what we talked about in take one uh let's see we talked about doctor who and about how i, I called it shit lunch. and i called yes. it shit <laughs> and uh what else did we talk about it had nothing to do with video games uh i uh, oh we came up with crappy names for the podcast um oh yeah i think i don't remember what that. was that before what was that before was that in the um pre-recording no yeah, no no that, that was in the recording i can't even remember now <laughs> I know at I one point remember. I joked about it being a porn podcast instead, but I oh, can't yeah. remember when I did that. We joked about, see, this isn't going to be as funny because you're not hearing the jokes themselves, but, you know, telling people about jokes is just as funny sometimes. Exactly, exactly. It's, kind of, so, it's just like the Rick and Morty thing. You just tell people the jokes from Rick and Morty and they won't get sick of it. <laughs> or, you know, you'll end up giving making people hate Rick and Morty. <laughs> uh, so... Uh... Oh, I gotta ask. Are you still playing video games? I mean, it's been a while. Why would I do that? Video games are I don't want to be presumptuous. Video yeah, games are yeah. for nerds. Like, who, nerds. Video games? <laughs> who would do such a silly thing? These ki- some kids these days and their Xboxes and Playstations oh. and their Nintendos. And they're it's all about the remakes, the remakes of Disney classics, which <laughs> suck, and remakes of classic movies that suck. <laughs> I feel like we talked about a movie, too. Mm, yeah, yeah, I think we did. Yeah, who knows? Mm, it's yeah. gone. It's gone. It. We've purged it from our minds. Yeah. It doesn't exist. Yep. <laughs> Alright, so... Uh, we should talk about what we've been playing. You want to uh, take the lead on that? Yeah, okay. Um, 
Uh, lately, I've been playing a decent assortment of games. I've been playing a bit of Guacamelee Super Turbo Championship. Yeah, Super Turbo Championship Edition. Yeah, it is a Super Turbo Championship Edition. I've got the tab from True Achievements up here. Um, yeah, I, I played I played Guacamelee on the PS3 um, when it came out. It's still really fun. Uh, I hate the. I mean, I think I talked about this last episode, didn't I? Like, I didn't I recommend it to you last episode as a. Um, I don't know. That was, about, that, that was about four, months four ago. years ago. So. <laughs> that was four months ago. Four months? I thought it was four years. I know it felt. It felt feels like such a far gone time when E three happened and E three wasn't. Sh- oh wait, E <laughs> three's been shit for years. Don't worry, I'm making up for. I'm making up for our debate earlier by just bringing out all the unpopular opinions. <laughs> <laughs> Might as well just piss off everyone, every single person I can. That's, that's what we should have called this, the unpopular podcast. <laughs> nah, that's probably already taken. And somebody made it cool with some hipster thing. Oh. Exactly. It's like they, they, they would look at this and go, we, would, we were unpopular before it was cool. <laughs> um, but yes... Uh, Guacamelee, a great Metroidvania game. If you, if you have any interest in Metroidvania games, I do highly recommend it. Do you uh, recommend it to me or the, everyone, or the listeners? Any, anyone that likes Metroidvania games, oh. I recommend it to. Because I do like those types of games, and, and I, highly I, recommend I did it. start playing it whenever I tried out Game Pass. Yeah. I played it, and I liked it, so when I went on sale, I bought it along I, with the DLC. Give it, give it a go, dude. Um, the only thing I'll say about it, and the thing I dislike about it, is the El Infierno challenges are just terrible. Um, I had a, I should, did, I had a rant last night or this morning about uh, challenge DLCs. It was originally a challenge DLC for the old PS3, for the PS3 and Vita version. And my God, do I hate it! It is just, it's. Not fun in the slightest. Uh, getting uh, getting gold medals on those challenges just a uh, hair pulling experience. Um, but aside from that, it's a lot of fun. Uh, it's been it's been good revisiting it, even though the getting the hundred um, percent in all areas isn't fun in the slightest either. Uh, but I just don't like wandering around a map trying to find every single nook and cranny personally. I don't uh, mind it so much in some games if it's well done, but in it, some games it's just like, I, I don't want to explore. I just want to get in and go. You know? It's just tedious in Guacamelee. Um, as far as I'm concerned. It's like I've already done it once as well, so it's like I've already done it before. I got the Platinum Trophy um, on PS3. So this time it's just a like, uh, why? Um, I've also been playing a lot of Fortnite Battle Royale. Oh yeah, um, I've been streaming it too, um, and that game's a lot of fun. So it's it's a it's a PUBG knockoff. It, it's Battlegrounds um, just with Fortnite as the basis. Um, with a lot of stuff missing that PUBG has, but it does have um, like the building mechanic, which does actually add quite a bit to it. Um, it, it it's a lot of fun. Um, Did, didn't Player Unknown actually sue them for some idea that they used? I don't know. 
Um, I read that recently that there was some concept in the game. I don't know if it was for the whole concept of the game or what, but they basically sued them, sued uh, the makers of Fortnite. Oh, wow. I could be wrong, but uh, I really think I read a couple things about that recently. Let me... So- Get on the back computer. Yeah, here we go. Check uh, it out. Player of Nine sues Fortnite. Um... Well, he, he said Player Player said about growing concerns um, for replicate. Um, basically, he slammed them for replicating gameplay. And for the most part, it is very similar. Like the the way the um, the way it, the way it operates is basically the same. Yeah, it's like said so his studio was concerned and stated it would contemplate further. So he's thinking of legal action, basically. Mm. But, yeah. um, Like, I will say that it's a good way of figuring out if you enjoy, if you would enjoy Battle Royale games, and it's it's free. So, if you have any interest in trying out Battle Royale games, it's a good way to um, give that genre a try because it looks like it's a, it's it's about to explode. Battle Royale games are about to explode with popularity. So, well, they already have, but we're going to get more than just PUBG. Yeah, I think I think the uh, Fortnite packs are on sale this week, too. Um yeah, the Founders packs are available. Um are 40% off right now. Uh you don't need to buy the Founders pack. Um all the Founders pack gets you is the PvE stuff. Um, I'm I'm content just playing the battle royale. Personally, I might get fo- I might try out Fortnite when it's like super cheap. You might you uh you gotta admit it's pretty nice when there's a free game. I I don't run into many free games that I like, but people who like them, I mean that's a <laughs> it's a great value if you don't have to sink any money into it. You know? Yeah, exactly. It's like it. The way I see it is like it's a lot of fun. Even if I'm not playing it in six months' time, it's like I paid nothing. I got quite a bit of enjoyment out of it, and it yeah. gave me a cost-free way of testing the waters with a genre. Um, yeah. And yeah, uh, like I said, it's fun. Um, at first, I was like, eh, "This isn't so great," and I'm still. In the in the field of it's not great. It's very unfinished. It, it's it it didn't even have a scoped sensitivity modifier um, when it launched. They only just added that in yesterday. So that's fun. Isn't that a strange thing? How, like a stark difference from the video games that we played when we were kids to where that was the final game. And if they wanted to improve on that, they came out with a sequel, or they came out with, like, a new edition or something. Well, I suppose that's, that. to be honest, that's the kind of the flaw in the way things are these days. It's like, release a game with bugs and stuff? Don't worry, you can patch it. Yeah. So it doesn't matter if the game is a little unfinished um, before launch, because you can just have the good old day one patch. Yeah. And it's like, there's, and there's the- advantages to it, obviously, back then. You couldn't get these bugs fixed. Yeah. But, but they, I feel like they put a lot more work into polishing things. They were like, hey, this is 
as good well, as it's mu- going to get. It was, a, it was much know? more final. It was a thing of, if you're yeah. releasing your game as a buggy mess, then you're taking a huge risk. Because if your game's a buggy mess on launch, well, pretty much everyone around the world's going to have that until they have um, a second wave that maybe have like an updated version of the game. Yeah. One... Uh, one exception to that to where people they didn't care about putting out buggy games was uh i remember reading about um when nintendo came out before they created their i forget what it's called but like their standard of games to where oh, they the nintendo seal of quality yeah before they released that everybody was releasing like game after game that's why there's so many nintendo games because people were just like hey People are buying these. We make it look cool on the cover. We don't have to put that much quality into it. Throw out one of these every couple of months and make well, a ton thing, of money. It, it, they did. Well, the thing is with a Nintendo Seal of Quality is actually not necessarily... Isn't that? The Nintendo Seal of Quality was literally just a thing of that it was approved by Nintendo to appear on their system. It had nothing to do with the game actually being good or even yeah. being polished or not buggy. Because, to be honest, Nintendo have really... Um, several of uh, Nintendo's games are actually super buggy. Um, you'd be amazed how many bugs are in those old games. Just look at Metroid. That actually brings us to another good thing we could talk about. Uh, I figure we could diverge a bit. I could talk about what I've been playing later. You could talk more about what you've been yeah, playing sure. more. But that brings us good to a good point. Uh, glitches in video yeah. games... I believe we had a caller that uh, just called in. Was it? <laughs> no, we had a question from four months ago. Oh, that's what it was. <laughs> yes, we had a question four months ago um, after we put our first call out for questions. Was Back it from we, Joe? Uh, yep, it was from Joe, and she asked, what's your favourite game glitch and what's the worst? So, Mr. Derek 2.0. By the way, we never introduced ourselves. We're great, aren't we? By the way, <laughs> the British plonker talking right now is Ross Hitchman. <laughs> and I'm Derek 2.0, okay. which is also my gamer tag, so just spell it out. And, exactly. Yeah. As me as a friend, even though only our friends will probably listen to this. Yeah. Uh, uh, that was, so, yeah. We, we, we're great at it. We're good at podcasts, really, guys, I swear. <laughs> yeah, we are master podcasters. That's how I like to see it. Alright, so, yeah. What, um, glitches, what's your favorite, dude? Uh, I I was thinking about it, uh, earlier, and I, I did a little research. I looked up online what were some, like, you know, famous glitches and stuff, and I just found a bunch of crap on the internet. It wasn't anything interesting. So, I took a look at my game collection. Good place to And I thought... I thought maybe if I just look at the covers, I'll remember something about the game. Yeah. And I remembered a few things. Uh, just the first time I really encountered like a glitch, it was just a graphic glitch. It wasn't that big of a deal. Mm. But in like a modern video game, was in Arkham Asylum. Okay. I beat this guy up, and as he goes down, I notice that half his body is sticking out from... Oh the ground and half of like his legs are sticking out from below so where i'm up on this raised platform so he's literally fused into this thing and he's supposed to be unconscious but he's still like very much looks conscious just not moving and 
I don't know. I took a screenshot oh. of it, and I still have it somewhere. Basically, the whole thing of like when characters after you beat them like kind of glitch into the ground, and then sometimes they'll start spazzing out. Yeah, and start one... having really weird ragdoll physics. Yeah, I saw one online today to where on the first Assassin's Creed, this guy, like this bad guy, was basically humping the wall, and I was like, "Well, <laughs> that's about that's about what there is on the internet with people posting these." I wanted like actual like oh, there's more. Trust me like game breaking glitches and stuff but i i did think of i did think of one or two more uh let me look just, at my just real quick just because you said about um yeah. glitches on the internet if you want a great channel um this is a this is a shout out but this is a shout out to someone that's actually popular um check out son of a glitch because he's got great videos um where he basically like will have a he'll like do a video on a game and he'll do several glitches from that game um and you get to see some pretty awesome glitches like i think you i think you were playing uh sonic 3 and knuckles um for uhh um he, oh, did, yeah. he um you should see his video on sonic 3 because <laughs> i think your mind would be blown it's pretty <laughs> oh, cool oh they check that up yeah go yeah check that channel out son of a glitch on youtube so yeah uh I, I gotta mention one other game, like, modern game, anyways. Uh, it's a game that I played early this year, and uh, I really enjoyed it. It's called Silvio. It's like a kind of psychological horror game. Yeah. And it was very glitched. It was very buggy. And to the point to where it was, like, game-breaking. And it's the mm. first time I've ever really experienced anything like that to where I had to start a completely new game save and go all the way through. And it ruined the game for me because the, the things that were scary, they're not exactly jump scares, but they were kind of like, you didn't know exactly where they were going to be. But when you play the game two or three times, you know exactly where they're going to be. It's the old thing of horror. Yeah. It's like the old thing of horror. It only works once. Yeah. And, and it's why you can't watch a scary movie, you know, twice in a, short amount of time you know it's like oh i remember i remember he sees dead people yeah i remember that's a dead person yeah but uh bruce willis is dead spoiler alert from 18 years ago anyways (laughs) uh but no this game oh the the glitches were not that bad at first and i i kind of figured out how to maneuver through the glitches it was to where don't ever stop playing the game in the middle of a chapter yeah because i would leave in the middle of a chapter i'd come back and things would be reset but i wouldn't have lost my progress and sometimes it messed things up sometimes it confused me as to where i was at but then the next to last chapter i got in there and i exploited a different glitch i actually was it was really difficult to navigate this this uh, particular chapter and I went through. I went over a wall, or I went through the wrong door, or something, and I ended up like halfway through the chapter, and then couldn't finish the chapter. And then I, I was able to access the next chapter, but I couldn't get the rest of the story. I couldn't get like the kind of boss of that level. I couldn't get the uh, some of the collectibles, and so. Uh, and I still haven't gone back and actually done it properly. 
because that was mm. the second game breaking glitch I had. I was able to go through till the end, but uh, the first one was some things just weren't showing up where they were supposed to because I closed the game during a chapter. Jeez. But uh, but that was oh, that that game could have been so much better if if it had actually to... been finished. Right, and it was just it was a port of a PC game, and oh, the guy I. I even spoke to the developer. He's very uh, friendly, very nice about it, and was like, "Oh, tell me, tell me where you, what you did in that chapter, because I've been trying to plug those holes." And I was like, "Okay, great." And so I told him, gave a lot of feedback, and said, "Oh, here's all these things that went wrong. You might want to look into it." And no update. He's about to put the sequel out. <laughs> so it's like, oh. Yeah, those those are frustrating. I I could, I, I was actually contemplating um, something like that, but I've got. I've, I mean, I've got. I'll do my um, least favorite glitches first. A second, right. sorry, but uh, for me, uh, my favorite glitch. I, I'm. I like. I'm gonna go with two because there's one that I've experienced, but one that I have at least seen and think is amazing. So the the one I haven't done myself is the Flavio glitch in Paper Mario at a Thousand Year Door. Um, basically, in about halfway through the game, there's this character called Flavio who joins you for a bit. Um, and you can basically use several other glitches and a couple of other glitches in the game to um, bug out the game so that he follows you for the rest of the game. <laughs> he will follow you for the rest of the game. So he'll be in cutscenes. Again, if you want to see the effects of this glitch... Um, Son of a Glitch did a video on um, Paper Mario Thousand Year Door. I recommend it because just seeing some of the results of this glitch is hilarious. Like, to be honest, there's a bit where um, Princess Peach has a shower and he's there and he's just watching her take a shower and she's not flinching. It's great. It's absolutely fantastic. The glitch is amazing. Um, It's even funnier when he's like... Um, spawned above water because he'll basically just drop into the water, get respawned, and just drop straight back into the water. So he's just constantly falling into the water. It's great. <laughs> I think I think I played a game. I cannot remember which one it was, but it was one of those infinite death things to where oh. you're falling, and as soon as you respawn, it respawns you in a terrible place, and you just keep oh. going. And you're like, I just have to turn the game off. Yep. <laughs> Um, funny enough, that's that's related to the bad one. But the what the glitch, my personal favorite glitch that I've actually done myself is um, the is in Super Mario Sunshine. You can glitch underneath the map of Pianta Village. Um, basically, on the tree, uh, people people who played Super Mario Sunshine should know what I'm talking about. Basically, um, the levels propped up on a big tree, um, and you fall into the abyss, you die. It's a, it's a 3D Mario game. Um, but if you fall onto the tree in a certain way, there's a little scene where it will not trigger the um, the game over, like the, you losing a life. Um, so you will slide down the tree and end up in the void and you can look up at the level. And I, I discovered this glitch uh, when I was about 13, 14... And I remember actually recording a video of it on my old Nokia phone. Like, this will tell you how long ago it was. This is when, this is about the time when my mind was blown that I could have a phone with a blood, with a camera. 
Like that's uh, how long ago this was. When, pe- when people use the the term camera phone, yeah, um, <laughs> back back when um, Sony Ericsson phones were a thing. Like this is how long ago it was. But back when you had to convert um, uh, most files, um, most music files into um, WAVs just to get them on your phone, and they had to be like thirty <laughs> seconds long. It's like this is a long time. <laughs> this feels I, I like such a long... that. man. This... I couldn't even do that with my first camera phone. This this feels like such a long time ago. This was like this is a good thirteen years ago now. I would yeah. wager. Yes, I was like eleven, twelve, and I never counted a glitch like it in my um, before. Um, it's just a glitch that's just stuck with me forever. I actually did do a video of it when I managed to figure out, managed to find it again years later, but I deleted that video. Um, but yeah, it's just it's a glitch that's really stuck with me over the years. Just it's like, oh wow, that's kind of cool, um, <laughs> but. The worst kind of glitch. I just want to give a. I want to give an honorable mention to um, a glitch in Final Fantasy VI, um, where the evade stat is totally bugged. Like it doesn't work. So um, one of the status effects actually is completely useless. Um, the blind status effect in Final Fantasy VI, is, like in the original SNES version, is absolutely useless because evade doesn't work. So um, your accuracy can't be affected. That's um, pretty bad. Yeah, that's that's a pretty bad glitch. It, it makes a cut. I think it makes one or two weapons kind of useless too. Um, but my my least favorite glitch of any kind is any glitch that just causes you to fall through floors or get stuck in the geometry of the level and Ooh, force you to yeah. reload a checkpoint or reload the game or whatever. It's like I I can't stand those glitches. It's like. You, you, nothing feels cheaper than stuff like that, and I know that's funny considering my favorite glitch is falling through a floor. But you were going to die anyway. <laughs> to to yeah. cause it, you have to die. En- you're basically dying anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, my I, I I couldn't really think of that many glitches beforehand, but now all of these are popping into my head, and I can't yeah. remember the, the games are from. But I've had at least a couple games not too long ago to where I got stuck somewhere. And my character just wasn't on a surface that allowed them to jump. But the oh, only God. way they could get back to a good surface was to jump. And so you're sitting there just kind of wiggling, trying to move. And you're like, oh, maybe if I just turn just a little more this way. And it's like, ugh. Oh, jeez. Yeah, that's... Um, I mean, this is one of the reasons... That my, my least favorite type of glitch is the reason why I hate Ubisoft games. Because they're full of them. Um, and funny enough, my my um, my best example of this is actually an Ubisoft game. It's uh, from Prince of Persia: Sands of Time, um, where there's um, in the in basically like the final sequence of the game, or one of the final sequences of the game. There's this big elevator fight um, where you base when you're on this elevator as it's going up, you have to protect um, the woman that accompanies you throughout like half the game. And she can die, and she has horrible AI, so it's a frustrating fight because the game's combat sucks, um, and the the AI is just infuriatingly bad. Um, so you go through this really tricky fight that ev- I think everyone hated, 
And um, at the top, um, if you manage to beat it, when it gets to the top, there is a chance you will fall through the elevator and be forced to reload. And Uh. your reload forces you to do the boss fight all over again. Oh no! You have to do that elevator fight, and uh, here's the worst part: that was uh, that was in the original game. The original game released in 2003, right? They re-released the they did a remaster of um, that trilogy on PS3 several years ago. It's still present in the PS3 remaster (laughs) because when I did that, I actually got the glitch and had to do the elevator fight a second time. It's, That's pretty terrible. It's just like it's been like I think um, the PS3 trilogy came out in like 2012 or something. I can't be bothered to get up and check. Um, it's like this has been what nine, ten years, and you still haven't fixed this. What's the you hell? Gotta, you got to wonder. I mean, they must be aware of it, so it must be. I mean, can you really call that a remaster? If you oh, go it's... back and you don't fix a, like a major problem in a game. Oh, the the remaster's awful. They literally just updated the textures and um, nothing else. It's just overly twitchy because it's on a PS3 controller and it's not fun to play at all. I mean, to be honest, the originals aren't fun to play anymore. They've aged horribly. But, yeah. Well, you know, I I, I thought of a, another game, actually a pretty old game, that I remember a good glitch. It was uh, It was good and bad. It was uh, Boogerman. Did you ever play that one? Nope. Really fun game. Uh, I played it on the Sega Genesis. Basically, that's Mega Drive for the for us Europeans. Well, we had Mega Drive and Genesis here. So, did you just have Mega Drive? It was just Mega Drive over here, and I'm pretty sure Mega Drive was the original Japanese name. Yeah, that was the original Japanese name, but we had it like. Well, it was the Mega Drive was the original incarnation, and they had, like... That was the Master think, System, wasn't it? Uh, no, yeah, the Master System is what I'm yeah, thinking you of. guys never had Mega yeah. Drive as far as I'm aware. Well, I... No, I think we did, though, because I think the first... When it first came out, my cousin, he had one that was a little bigger, had some red on it, and uh, I'm pretty sure it was Mega Drive, and then they... I think they marketed it with the first Sonic game, but then whenever I got it, like not too long after, it came with Sonic 2, and it was called uh, Sega Genesis. And I think it's, I think it's known as Sega Genesis 2, like the second kind of series, because later on they came out with like a smaller, more compact version after it was kind of obsolete and called it the Sega Genesis 3. Mm. But from what I can find, all I see is just that it was called the Genesis the entire time in the US. Well, it was a different form factor. It was uh, at least as different as the original Xbox well, two, 360 there's, there's two and, models. The, and the S model, you know. There, there is two models. There's a okay. Mega Drive um, and a Sega Genesis Model 2. Yeah, that's the difference I was thinking of. Um, but I believe, but from I've seen the um, original model, and it was called the Genesis. So hmm. I don't know. Well, anyways, the but yeah, so it was a Sega game, probably around 
94, and mm. you play as the character named, known as Boogerman. Mm. He's this weird-looking guy and like clearly a homemade costume. I think he might be a oh no, he was a he was a plumber turned superhero. <laughs> Uh, not very similar to Mario, but anyways, he goes in this weird world, like probably as weird as like Earthworm Jim's world or something like that. Yeah. And he, his abilities are, he can flick his boogers at enemies. He can travel via toilets and he can, if he get, he finds some milk, he can, uh, hawk loogies were, which were much more effective, but it was uh, one of the the few games that I actually completed back then. Mm. It was really really fun, but they had a cheat code you could use to where is a very bizarre cheat code for back then. You could just move the character around the screen without having to having to platform or anything. As long as you didn't hit any of the bad guys, you didn't get hit. So you didn't have to like dodge them and go up platforms and everything, and you didn't have to like find a way to unlock the wall to go to the next part of the level. You could literally just come out of the pipe and then just kind of find your way and get all the collectibles and things you wanted and upgrades and then find the end pipe and go in it. And that was that was a cheat code, which was cool. But the glitch was that if you went in certain areas, you would just die. <laughs> but there were areas that you could not get into if you didn't have the cheat code. So they were like, hey, let's let people just sort through the game. But mm-hmm. let's not think about, like, oh, if they go to that one corner, instant death. It's like, oh, like, oh. That's probably the only way I beat the game. I don't know if I did it legitimately. <laughs> you should go back to it. Oh, go back to it and you, legit. And you can't turn it off once you start <laughs> it. So here's the problem, from what I remember anyways, is that you get to the end of the level and everything and it'd be fine but anytime you got to like a boss or something that you couldn't just fake your way through it wouldn't let you attack or something oh, so the yeah. cheat code was essentially useless most of the time yeah Ugh. but yeah that's what made me think of I went way back for that one yeah went back further than me and that's impressive <laughs> yeah uh, Boogerman was in development before you were I guess <laughs> yeah that's a, that's a sobering thought it's a sentence that's never been said before. Yeah. Um, although that that me that would imply um, if it came out in like ninety four that it'd been in development um, since before mid nineteen ninety two. Well, there is I that to consider. Out, I think it came out in ninety three, <laughs> to be honest, uh, but I can't remember. Uh, yeah. Because um, I didn't get games new back then. I was like, mm-hmm. I saw it and it was already out, and everybody. Like nobody really played it, but my friend had it. And I was like, I gotta get this. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, that's glitches. And I talked a bit about what I'm playing. We've heard me talk about. I think we've all heard me talk about Overwatch. It's not a particularly riveting thing to talk about. So, what have you been playing, good sir? Yeah. Uh, oh, just want to say uh, thanks to Joe for your question, even if you don't remember asking it, because <laughs> that was worry. four years ago. <laughs> Uh, what have I been playing? Well, let's go and make it easy by going to my recently played section on my <laughs> Xbox. I have things to talk about, but I feel like this is going to spur a little bit more in my memory, in my uh, failing memory. 
He's um, becoming old, ladies and gentlemen. It's a curse. Once you par- once you pass the age of thirty, you're screwed. Yeah. <laughs> well, for me, it was twenty nine, but yeah. Um, oh, and it doesn't work if I sort by last used. Apparently, I've never used any of my games. <laughs> oh, That's a good way to start. A lovely little uh, glitch in my Xbox. How how fitting. <laughs> Well, it's funny since the new update, and I know you don't want to get into the, the new update oh, and everything. I, I, I particularly, I, I actually like it, and it's smoother for me. And I haven't had really any problems, but now here's it, a problem. So it, it's like I'm gonna, uh, uh, I'll get into the update real quick. It's like it runs faster. It's nowhere near as laggy as the last dashboard. I, I will yeah. say that. Uh, my problem with it is just like. Why are we adding extra extra button presses? It's it's the, it's the concept of why add extra clicks. Yeah. Um, it it's it's just irritating. It's like to get to my friends list, and that's something I do do a decent amount when I when I'm playing with friends. Um, I have to bring up the menu and then um go over a tab and then press uh, press A to get to my friends list, and it's just like. This is unnecessary. I, I like to be able to just access my friends list straight up with yeah. literally just pressing up on the thing. Or in this case, pressing... I'd like to be able to just see my friends list straight from hitting left bumper. Um, I hate... Uh, to appear offline earlier, I, had, I think I added like an extra step... I think I added an extra step or two compared to what it was before. Um, it's just... Oh. Poor. I will say that it's less it's it's less cluttered because less they group cluttered, them into but icons, but it's it, more there's more effort involved. It it yeah. seems like there's more dead space now. There is so much dead space on my screen with this update. Yeah. Um which I do and I'm not talking about um a horror game, funny enough. No, it's <laughs> like there there is just so much dead space. That there's there's so much of it. Um I I don't understand um several of the ideas. It's like and they're also trying to promote clubs. It's like the recommended thing. It's like trying to promote clubs. It's like, no one cares about clubs. No one cares. <laughs> Microsoft, seriously. It's like, here's, here's something I'd like Microsoft to do. With this da- with a dashboard. This is something I'd like. Okay? Because I think me and you can, can say, it's good to have options for different people. If some people right. like the social elements of um, the Xbox, more power to them. But as someone who gives no shits about it, all I want is party chat, um, a store that's quick and easy to access. Spoilers: the store on Xbox is terrible. <laughs> it really is. It's it's, it's so slow. <laughs> it's so bloody slow and clunky. Um, why didn't they fix that? Um, but then, but like, I just want to. I just want to. I just want my friends list, parties, and my games. And a decent store. I don't care about the mixer tab. If I'm going to watch mixer, I'm going to watch it on my PC. Um, I don't care about movies on my Xbox. I hate watching movies on my console. Um, I, I, I don't. I don't care about anything other than those couple of things. Um, can we just have a compact mode? A compact mode that. Filter some of the BS into a diff into like just one tab, just just let us filter the like let us customize the home menu to how we want it, basically. Right. Let me, if I want to, 
be able to just hit the guide button and hit left bumper and there's my friends list. Just like it was in the last dashboard. I know it wasn't left bumper, you, but you get the idea. The um, only thing about that is that there's a lot of variables if people customize it, and I feel like... But they've got like, a lot of customization options anyway. Yeah, there, there definitely needs to be a lot more customization. I just feel like that with all the variables, so many things are going to go wrong. and Then it's up to them be able to not to forget re- code it. Well, right, yeah. But you won't be able to recreate it, and then basically we're probably going to get one of those uh, old uh, Windows error messages that says, like, uh, what, what did they used to say? The, the equivalent now is something went wrong, but, yeah. like, there used but, to be those messages that come up and, like, uh, a critical error occurred. Yeah. But in this, in this case, like, it's just, what? like, have some themes. Just have, like, <laughs> t- three different stages. Like, Discord does it. Discord has a compact one where it's basically, like, an RC chat and then the standard default theme. It's like... Yeah. Let let people be able to customize and cut out the the crap they don't want. It is what I'm asking for because right. I, I'm sick. I'm sick of being recommended clubs. Um, I'm I'm sick of so many different fit, um, added bullshit that's on the Xbox One that has been added to this damn console for the last four years because it used to be a DRM machine. It's like, we've already got enough crap tacked on that we're probably never getting rid of. Just just a little personal frustration with the console and this dashboard update's kind of brought it all out of me again. (laughs) Yeah. No, I get it. Any any update is going to thrill a lot of people and really piss off a lot of people. It's like, I liked the last update. Apart from how laggy it was, I actually liked the last dashboard update. Like, compared to the update before, it was less laggy. It wasn't great, but it was at least less laggy than it was before. And it was actually organized pretty well. I wasn't having clubs shoved down my throat. It was very easy to ignore. Now I've got an annoying icon and everything going, Hey, you could join this club. F off. Well, one one thing I gotta say that I... I mean, I like a few things about it, but the, one of the things I like the most, and it's something people actually complained about, and I think they fixed it is uh with the last update uh they changed the way you go at home and people were pissed and mm. then major nelson was like oh all you have to do is press the home button and then a twice and it was like what <laughs> and i remember thinking like okay i maybe i can get used to it and i did get used to it but now it's press the home button and you're already on the home button on mm. the menu so you press a once and i was like that's not as good as just hitting the home button but yeah. I find myself hitting A twice, like, and I'm like, oh, I don't have to press it again, and I, I'm loving yeah. that. Well, it's like that's a, that's that's an example of removing like not having extra button presses, and it's like it's like they fixed that, but then added extra button presses to pretty much every other um, function that I use. Yeah, it's like you went um, one step forward, but two steps back. Um, yeah. I don't know, it's just, it's just a frustrating update for me. There's uh, parts I like and then parts I just hate um, about it, and it just it just irritates me. It just brings me back to the 360 days where it's like, okay, cool, it's near the end of the year, can't wait for the Xbox 360 update to change the dashboard again, and I can't wait to hate this dashboard. Because <laughs> like they, don't, not, they don't even let you get used to the dashboards. 
It's like half the time you start getting used to the dashboard and then they change they go, Oh, we're changing it. What's the point? It's like Yeah, it it kinda seems like I don't know how they're maybe it's because technology moves so fast or it's just the way their development team does it, but it's as if they say, Hey, we have an idea hmm. and in order to fully implement it, they have to completely do it, work out all the bugs, and then put it out months later. Mm. Only to go. Oh, this this doesn't work with what we're trying to go for. This doesn't function very well. Like there needs to be something in between to where they go. Oh, we put it all together. We looked at it, and oh no, that's too many button presses. Or no, that's too clunky. Or oh, that's not organized enough. Like, come yeah. up with a clear, concise plan, yeah, and then exactly. come out with like a yearly update, and then maybe like some tweaks along the way. Not like this. I know, mean, I just got a good idea. So many major updates. Pick a base design. Pick a base design you want for your home menu and work from that. Work on how you can fix like with this one. Um I could be I could be fine with this. It's just got tweaks, but I know in six to twelve months it's just gonna be completely redone again. I feel like this is what they're going for this time. I will say that. Is that they're trying to make it like what they're doing with the Windows products. It's the fluent design. Yeah. And I feel like they're gonna stick with this for at least a while this time. I, I hope so. I hope they just stick with this and just work on how to improve it, how to reduce button presses. Yeah. Like again, reduce reduce button presses for the mo- for the main functions. It, it's it's something that I just kind of go look. I remember the three sixty days where we would get a um, three sixty update that just basically it had some elements of. Um, like it always had the um, b- the left left and right bumper to get through the different menus of the Xbox Guide and stuff, and it always had a s- sort of similar base design. But they rejigged it so many times and moved things around that it just got really irritating, and also made it laggier and laggier as um, with each passing update. Uh, it, it's just a it's just a frustrating factor for me. It's just, yeah. Please, Microsoft. Um, I'm getting sick of this. It's like Windows Windows Seven didn't keep doing this. Yeah, I, at least it's not like uh, it's frustrating because you know with computers, I feel like any time like Windows, for instance, would implement something new, mm. there was always some way to like customize it to like mm. remove that new thing or like uh, at one point they they got rid of the classic start menu. Mm. And I tried to give the new start menu a chance. I could not adapt to it. So I installed something that implemented the old classic menu because I had it perfectly organized just the way I wanted. And then they were just throwing all this crap at me with this new uh, start menu. And Mm. there were so many things like that on on a computer that you can go, well, I can at least modify what they have. I can at least tweak this. But yeah, exactly. on the Xbox, there's not really anything you can tweak or hack or like no, it's, to your it's, there's like it, tiny customizations that don't mean that much. Yeah, when it comes to the dashboard, it's just rigid. It, there's there's no flexibility to it. There's you can change aspects of different things um, with your Xbox itself, but. When it comes to the dashboard itself, it's just like there's no customization. It's like, and again, you've you've moved pins. You made pins more annoying for me to get to. Yeah, 
It's like I, I, I think one of my biggest frustrations actually is on the home menu. I am pretty sure they've removed the recently played. Like the you remember when you had like you had you had your most recently played game and then you had four um, recently played apps or games or whatever below it. Yeah, and they've gotten rid of that. I'm pretty certain they've gotten rid of that, and I'm I can check now. Well, Turn mine, on TV. Well, mine mine has my most recent one at the top, nice and big. The two after that, and then the disc that I have in taking one of the slots. So there's four slots on mine. Let me let me just load up my telly now. Home. I actually tried to mess with the home customization, yeah. and, and it was not. It was not good. Yeah, it's just like okay, um, it's my most recently played game, and then it's free um, things and um, my games and apps. It's like okay, free most recently played things. Um, with me, do you know how quickly it will take me to just get something like FIFA 17, which I play when I'm going to bed? Um, do, you, do you know how quickly it'll take me to just get that off the um, off the recently played very quickly? It, I, I yeah. don't know. It just well, they they uh, well. Here's what they want you to do: click on my games and apps on games, which has probably reset itself. Go to sort by last used, and then you'll see today. Like I'm looking at mine right now. Oh, today, okay. one game. Yesterday, two games, and then that's the end of the screen. <laughs> like, what if I was playing a game and I took a couple days off from it? It's yeah. Like, okay, I've gotten to about six button clicks, seven. Oh, there's that game. Like, yeah, it's just. Well, I mean, I can use my connect to say, like, you know, open this game or whatever, mm. but it only works about half the time, and I have to, like, at nighttime, I can't be like, hey, Xbox, you know, freaking open this game. Yeah, exactly. Oh, oh. What? Now you hear me. Seriously, I'm not talking that. What? Okay, while I was saying that, did your connect actually respond? Yes. (laughs) I've got a test for you. I don't know if it can hear me. I really have to speak up. No, I have you in my headphones. Ah, damn it! I was going to try and get it to turn, try and turn (laughs) the Xbox off. Yeah, you wanted to do that. Confirmation now. I've wanted to do that so many times over the years. (laughs) <laughs> but no, seriously, right now, I just I said the name of the console, and I didn't say it as loud as I normally have to say it, and it hurt me as well as my phone hears it whenever I say that name, which I'm not going to say, or else mm. it'll ruin this call. But and I I got frustrated with this now when it popped up, and I said something about hearing or something, and it muted my TV. <laughs> Oh god! But yeah. anyways, well, it's like you at least have Connect to at least have voice commands. I don't, and I'm not going to have my headset plugged in yeah. all the time to use Cortana. I don't use Cortana anywhere. I turned it off just so that because I oh, have yeah. a friend who has Cortana turned on, and you, be, you it's awful. You, it's it's terrible. It's like half the time it'll think he's saying "Hey Cortana" um, while we're playing Overwatch. <laughs> and I'll just suddenly hear, no, Katana, stop listening, or whatever. And he's just like, <laughs> go away, who's there? Uh, it's just Cortana. It's just like, I don't, why? I don't even play Halo, and she's bothering me. Ugh. But, voice commands uh, just frustrate me, because voice recognition software isn't there. It's like, no. half the time, I mean, I remember my experience with trying to get the Connect because my brother has a Connect for the 360, 
and just trying to get it to respond to my voice was just a nightmare. It's like, I'm talking to you. My accent is not that bloody bad. Come on. Well, it actually got better. It wasn't on the Connect side. It was on the game side because uh, I remember when I first got a Connect on 360, mm. it was right when it came out or a couple months later. And it wasn't that the voice stuff wasn't very good. The camera stuff was good, but voice stuff, not so good. But then they came out with like newer Connect games like Connect Sports Season 2 mm-hmm. to where you actually had voice commands. And all of a sudden it was working really well. And yeah, I always forget to use it in those games, but yeah, it got better. Yeah, it, but, it, I don't know. <laughs> Just... But anyways, I, 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 oh, I was talking about my recently yes. played game <laughs> yeah. like 20 minutes ago. <laughs> don't, don't worry, it was four you, years ago. It was four years ago, and don't worry. You're, <laughs> we got a good discussion about the dashboard at least. Yeah, uh, something uh, we said we weren't going to talk about. Yeah, funny enough. <laughs> Oh, this wow. is the left stick right stick podcast where we talk about things we don't want to talk about. Yeah, this is also the left stick right stick podcast where we actually basically just completely dis- um, removed our structure. I think it's just, <laughs> I think it's just better this way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, we are what have you been, play- what we have have you been no, playing recently? No backbone. <laughs> um, I oh man, what have I been playing? Well, I know you've been well, playing Gone Home. I played Gone Home. I didn't play... I can't criticize it because I didn't actually play the story. I saw a little bit at the beginning, but then I just... I followed the guide, not realizing that following the guide, I'd get none of the story. And by the time I got pretty far through it, I was like, oh, I just need a few more achievements. And oh, I don't want to play the story. It's and so no I, good, dude. It, <laughs> Trust well, me. It, it didn't seem like it would be, but... It, but yeah... Those achievements were, they pissed me off. I don't like those <sighs> kind of achievements. I do not like timed games. I do not like timed achievements because you don't have a timer. I have no problem with speedrun achievements. Um, my problem with this, with the Gone Home, with Gone Home speedrun achievement, it, it exposes how shit the game is, basically. So, it, it, it does. It's like, when Resident uh, Evil has an achievement for beating the game in under three hours... And it's like, yes, it's a short game, but under three hours, an under three hour run in Resident Evil is still pretty good. It takes a good amount of memorization, it takes a good run. It's not hard. With this one, it's like, I literally, um, so to tell a story, we've gone home. I stiffed Fulbright um, a couple of years ago in a Humble Bundle, because you can choose um, how much of the money goes to devs, and I intentionally gave him no money, because I didn't want Gone Home. I didn't want not gone home, but it was in the pay one dollar um, tier. So yeah. I was just like, well, I'm getting a, I'm, it's gonna be in it. So whatever. So I was just like, no money because this game's worthless to me. And I fobbed off the code to a. Um, I basically just went to in a group I was in at the time and just went, who wants um, a code for Gone Home? I don't want it. I just got out the humble bundle. Uh, a friend took it off my hands, decided to stream it, and he beat it in less than he beat it in like in less than five minutes. He found the secret door <laughs> that the key is behind uh, by randomly looking around. Well, if if you find it, then it's it says attic key, and then you go yeah. attic key. You go to the attic, and if you interact with that thing at the end of the attic, yeah. game over. Yeah, oh, and that's man. how he did it. That's how he did. It. He just randomly found the um, secret. Um, 
hall thing and just stumbled upon it really quickly. It was a joke. I, I do got to say one thing about that game is that that house was nuts. Like it's horribly the, designed. Well, not not that it's huge. Yeah, on it's the like, outside, it looks like a normal house, maybe like a twenty-five hundred square foot house, which is like a little bigger. You know, like an older mm. house is it's a fairly big house. Maybe it has like some extra rooms. Maybe it has like four or five bedrooms. Okay, but like this house had two bedrooms in a guest room and was massive. I mean, yeah. I it took me a while to figure out my way around that place. Well, it's like, it's it feel like I watched my brother play it, and I was just like, this house is so unrealistically designed, it's not even funny. It's like, this is suppo- I mean, it's like, there's supposed to be a sense of realism with this, like, it's like, what about this is realistic? I know, it wasn't, it had, like, it was basically a mansion, but it wasn't a that's yeah uh, and it, exactly. so many so many, i get how it was like that for a video game like oh you want a lot to explore you want a lot of halls you want a lot of doors but it was like who's gonna want to walk half a mile from their bedroom to the laundry room or like the kitchen to their exactly I, like then the stairs were so wide like they didn't consider like oh this isn't a house this is like a mansion but it not we're not we're pretending like it's not a mansion. Yeah, it's like the problem is with um, Gone Home's level, um, level design, we'll call it. Um, I mean, I'm going to compare it to Resident Evil because I think that's a very good one to compare it to. Resident Evil um, generally features overly complex locations. Like, why the hell does a um, police station have a door that um, locks and unlocks based on a mechanism in a statue just outside it? <laughs> Like, what What police station has that? But then also you just have to look at Resident Evil and go, it's not trying to be realistic. Right. Um, the mansion in um, the Spencer Mansion, they give a perfectly acceptable in-universe explanation for um, the way it's designed. Um, but it's like, this isn't meant to be realistic. I mean, for once, a game about zombies and zombie dogs and all these other scientific experiments. It's like, it's not meant to be totally realistic, so you kind of just go, eh, whatever. Video game logic. We've, we've gone home, it feels like it's trying to be realistic. It feels like it's trying to convey a very real atmosphere. Yeah. And it's trying to com- convey a serious story that could happen in real life. And it's just like, these characters are stupid. Your level design is stupid. Um, it just doesn't make sense. You know what's actually really funny about it is I saw it on sale several times uh, before it was free with gold. And, like, I heard people say good things about it. Hmm. And it looked interesting from, like, the screenshots. And I I thought it was a horror game. <laughs> and maybe it was because the similarity. I mean, I've never played Resident but I've seen, you know, like, gameplay of, like, the mansion and stuff. Oh, it's like so it's I, walking I, around a it's, tight corridors. It's very claustrophobic. Well, it's, it's it's also it's dark unless you turn on the lights or use the like mm. I had turned the brightness all the way up but but though the first time I played it I thought I just did I went in for like the first like round of achievements which was like 10 or 15 minutes just to get a few miscellaneous ones before you do like the speed run or the bulk of it yeah. and I went in there and I was like spooked by like the noises and the darkness and all these things and then after a while you know I read the 
after I started to get an idea of what the story was, mm. I was like, oh, I wasn't supposed to be scared. Well, the thing like, is, like, there's supposed to be an atmosphere. I will, if there's one, I'm going to give one, I'm going to say one good thing about Gone Home. It's probably the only good thing I'm ever going to say gone, about Gone Home. In terms of the only other good thing I'll say about Gone Home is it's um, definitely, um, there's definitely better walking sims out there. Uh, um, but like the good thing is it does have a good atmosphere in terms of it really captures a good atmosphere of um, being alone in a house with a thunderstorm outside it's got a pretty unsettling atmosphere and it can put you on edge um, which it does well It, it does do well in that regard um, and it feels intentional. But yeah, it, really, it, it really took me out of it whenever I did the achievement for getting the, uh, the developer commentary and you turn that on and there's just giant light bulbs all over the house like floating that you have to go and click on. Mm. Like, it's like, oh, you could really see like, oh, people made this. Yeah. This isn't a real place. <laughs> like, it really took me out of it. There's even one... Co- I didn't listen to the commentary, but every once in a while I'd see, like, the subtitles or hear something, and one of them was about how there are no shoes in the house, and I was like, I don't care. Mm. Like, you didn't put a lot of detail into a lot of things. I don't care why there's no shoes in the house. Mm. Yeah. But, uh... But anyways, I think I think I got about 15 more minutes. Uh. And uh, I wanted to say... Uh, I only played Gone Home because I was taking a break from the ultimate head-to-head competition on True Achievements. And um, I won't go too far into that, but basically I did pretty well Mm. for the first four rounds. I did better than I thought I would. My achievements weren't too difficult most of the time. They were just very lengthy, like a lot of story-related achievements. I never touched the Assassin's Creed 3 achievements because I'm not ready to play that game and I didn't want to rush through seven memory sequences. Yeah. Uh, then, uh, so it was pretty fun. The first week, I put too much pressure on myself and I realized two things, or three things. I'm putting too much pressure on myself. I need to hopefully not get any Banjo-Kazooie games in my next list. And third, I realized that I should not have done so many games for my bean dive. <laughs> because there were so many games in there. I was like, during my bean dive, I was like, I tried them out. And I was like, oh, I didn't really like it. Or oh, maybe I'll like it later. But then all of a sudden, I have to get an achievement two hours into mm. it. And I'm like, I don't want to play that game. It defeats the purpose but, of the bean dive. Oh, yeah. It, the bean dive... I, my first bean dive shouldn't have been right before my first UHH, but yeah. but uh, now I'm ruined for at least a couple of years in the UHH with those <laughs> games unless I go back and painstakingly go through them. But uh, the competition it got more and more fun, and uh, and then day one of the knockout stage, um, I've talked about this on the Discord, but mm. I'll go ahead and vent a little here. I did really well. I got 11 achievements in one day. And I managed to stay ahead of my opponent the entire time. It didn't show it because I guess he has a a pro account 
and it refreshed, you know, it mm. caught his achievements right away. But then later on, the timestamp would show that, oh, I actually got these achievements first. And I was like, yeah, I was like, oh, I'm, we're tied, but I got mine first. I'm, I'm winning. And got to 11 11, uh, was away from my phone for a few hours, come back, 19 11, this is on the first day, and I had to go, wait a second, this guy's really intense. And he looked kind of intense from his other rounds. So then I went and I look at his gamer score. Got about 25,000 gamer score. And I realized either this guy is just came over from PlayStation or something. It's super intense and just bought like hundreds of Xbox games all at once. Or maybe this is an alternate account. Mm. And sure enough, my friends tell me, oh, yep, that's an old account. Yeah. And I got in an argument on the forums about whether or not that's okay. I don't think I it's it, okay, but I don't see how you're going to be able to tackle it because it. No, but it's, it's like, it should be addressed though. It, it's something that should be addressed. It's like, but the problem is, is that unless there is absolute definitive proof, it's so hard to figure out. Um. Yeah. It, it, I, yeah, I, I get that aspect of yeah. it. The technical aspect of it. There, there's a technical aspect of. If you don't have um, definitive proof, it's just it's just so hard, and basically anyone can get out of it. You could accuse anyone of being an alt. Um, okay. Right. Um, yeah, there, there's a lot of uh, tricky things with it, but I feel like when it comes to these contests, it's more about like it's like preloading. Hey, we're, we're all gonna have fun, and these things are popular, and it brings people makes people more active on our site and so that's great one of the criticisms i have of true achievements is it's it's a great site but so many things like this they let go by the wayside because they're like well it's set up and we added some new rules and modifications and Mm. everybody loves it so yeah don't complain about it and it will take your feedback and maybe we'll implement a little bit of that next year but Mm. and i've only really been active on on ta for like a year so (laughs) And I've already witnessed a lot of this, but they uh, they don't prioritize those things, and I I feel like no. they're they don't have enough manpower to address these development issues. Where it's no, like you're going to make this massive contest on your site, you need to really regulate it. There needs yeah, exactly. to be people going in and responding to every complaint, even if they're bogus, even if people are just complaining that they're losing. Like you need you need a to team to basically investigate it. Right, you need you need good customer support, basically. Yeah, and and it's something we're not really paying for, so I get that. But at the same time, it was just it was very frustrating to see this person just go through, and I called it cheating. And somebody said it's not cheating because they're following the rules. And I like, actually what? I looked up cheating in the dictionary, and it said nothing about uh, subverting rules. It said about using some sort of deceit to yeah, it is get it some sort of gain. And yeah, it's deceitful. It's basically like, hey, if I even if I get knocked out with one account, I'll still be in with the other, potentially. It's like, how is that fair? I mean, you could be but, in a scenario, for example, if someone's hardcore and a hardcore enough and lucky enough, um, they could go to the final round um with them facing that ult. Mm-hmm. Um and I feel like for some of them that is the goal. 
And it's like, yeah. I get the I get the idea of wanting to compete and giving oh. yourself loads of chance to compete. Like there there is there is merit to that cut that end of um, yeah. alt accounts, but for me it's just a case of people that use alt accounts ruin it, and it's one of the reasons why I didn't I don't sign up for UHH. I don't like these competitive events anyway. Um, I don't want to compete for achievements. I just want to go at my own pace, but with this it's just like there's so many scummy things it's just like if i'm entering a competitive um event and there's already going to be preloaders which we can't do anything about alt accounts which we probably can't do anything about um and just some errors with some achievements like hey this achievement isn't flagged as unobtainable because it's technically unobtainable so screw you yeah it just uh, there's a there's a lot of problems with it, but uh, actually, you know, preloading I don't have a problem with in theory because it's uh, you can you know preload an achievement for anything. You know, you're working on achievement and you've all got to it. It's just holding off on actually popping the achievement. So it's not the worst thing in the world. Uh, it's just against the spirit of it a little. I find right, right, yeah. But I but the preloading feels more like preparing. For a potential thing, kind of like if you're taking a test and you don't know exactly what to study for, you study for a lot of different things. Or if you go on Jeopardy and you buff, you you're a trivia buff, but you start like uh, reading up on different types of things just so that you might, if you get that category, oh, you'll be prepared. That's what preloading feels like. But mm. using an alt account, stuff like that, it's just like I don't know. One person they used the argument on the forum. They said that. Uh, well, maybe that person didn't qualify because they didn't have enough uh, locked achievements and they wanted to enter the competition. I'm all for everybody entering the competition, but if I didn't have enough achievements or enough games, which I might not have if I hadn't done my bean dive, I wouldn't expect to be able to enter yeah, the exactly. competition. Like I wouldn't be way, like, oh, poor me. The no, way I'd I go, see it, it's oh. like tough tatas. It's like, if, you don't have, yeah. if you're not eligible for it, then I'm sorry. Cry me a river. Right, I wanted to to uh, do the what is it called GTA SE. I wanted mm. to do that this year, but I w- I just missed the deadline. I'm not going to be like, oh poor me, let me in late, make an exception for me, or yeah. I should be able to play this and start it anytime I want. Like, no, that's very no, it's not a good argument. I just yeah, I did exactly. not hear any any good arguments for it, and it was really stupid. But anyways, I'm getting past that, and I've enjoyed time away from the competition. I'm not sure if I'm going to play it next week or not, but. I've just been really catching up on some old games. I, I've been playing ukulele, trying to get all the collectibles and finish. I got like handful of collectibles and like two boss fights, and I'm done with that game. I uh, I've been I played Bold Boy, which is a fun kind of point and click adventure. Mm. And uh, man, you you missed out on it when you you didn't watch the stream. <laughs> I don't know if you heard me talking about it, but it's uh, it's not vulgar, but it's very crude. Yeah, like a a lot of uh, like poop humor and just some gross things. It was it was a really cool game, and uh, I'm making the that. So that's it's actually I'm having fun making the walkthrough. That's nice. How much I enjoyed it, but uh, but yeah, I've just been going for little things here and there, and I'm kind of waiting to see if I'm gonna join the competition again before I start 
something new, like a big game, like uh, Assassin's Creed 3 or Bioshock or the next yeah. Tomb Raider game. Or... So yeah, that's that's what I've been playing. Some good stuff, it sounds. Apart from Gone Home, because Gone Home's <laughs> not good. <laughs> Uninstalled. That's all I have to say about that. I, 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 had, to, I had to resist the urge to um, say anything about that, just because... Uh, no, my, my hate to explain just a quick back to Gone Home. Do it really quickly. Basically, my hatred for it stems from the fact that when it came out, like just so many people raved about it, and I was one of those people that just like, why? I, I didn't get it. I, I I didn't get why it was such a good game, and then I looked into it. And it was just like, really, <laughs> this is well, might- this is God's gift to gaming. Really? That, that might be a good topic for our next podcast in four years if we do it. Uh, we could talk about walking sims, so I can finally have a reasonable conversation about one. Well, <laughs> well, we can talk about we can talk about uh, game criticism, maybe. Just talk about some games that we particularly. Uh, we could go over some unpopular opinions. Like, huh? We could go over some unpopular opinions next time. Yes. Yes. Right, yeah, I feel we'll... like I feel like pissing people off. Yeah, I mean, if you're listening to this, you either already like us enough to listen to it, or I don't know why. <laughs> so why why are we gonna worry about that? I mean, our our friends that are probably gonna listen to this already already know most of our opinions about these things, mm. and it's like so, everyone knows I hate Skyrim. So yeah, I mean, what's what's the harm? I mean, we're not gonna say exactly. anything terribly offensive we're just gonna crap i don't know it is I, I don't know it is me i'm probably gonna say something terribly offensive <laughs> you haven't heard my humor off of, off the streams and off the um, discord server trust me did <laughs> i i i feel like i know what it is what your brand of humor is oh but yeah anyway, anyways uh it's a good note to go out on yeah i guess um so if yeah, if anybody yeah. has any questions or anything they want us to talk about, we're we're kind of moving towards a, a less of a structure, I think, depending yes. on how this one turns out. I think it, but it questions, was more conversational. Yeah, questions are very much appreciated. Yes. Um, they always provide good conversation structure. Um, so right. if you've got any questions, uh, we'll have an invite to Discord server if you are listening and you are not in it. Um, and for anyone that's already in the server... Just go to the questions channel um, and ask anything you want. Uh, um, just ask us questions. There's rules in the questions channel on what to ask and what not to ask, basically. Um, so, yeah, I think we're done, aren't we? Right. Uh, we'll send it by saying uh, well, you don't we have to go home, but you can't stay here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> bef- before we go... Um, if you um, you can follow Derek uh, well, Derek, plug your, plug your stuff we forgot to do this oh, also yeah. um, where can we find you on on the, different the Twitterverse yes the Twitterverse <laughs> uh, you can follow me at at Derek 2.0 D-E-R-E-K T-W-O-P-O-I-N-T-O-H and I believe that's the same um, tag for Mixer yes uh, yes, it is, and that is my alt Twitter account. If you want to get technical, okay, <laughs> just um, for gaming. <laughs> and if you wish to follow me um, on Twitter, I'm at Ross Hitchman. I don't use it that much uh, anymore. 
Uh, I kind of took a break from it. And you can follow me on Twitch and Mixer. I'm kind of hot potatoing between the two right now. Um, Lord Scruff uh, for both of them. So, with that, thank you all for watching. Not watching? Yes, thank you. Uh, this isn't a stream. Damn it. Yes, that's. that's <laughs> thank you for watching because uh, I wasn't doing Well, if they're on the YouTube version, they are watching in a, in a sense. Well, yeah. <laughs> they're uh, watching a still logo. True. Because I'm too lazy. <laughs> All right. Goodbye, All right. everyone. See you Thank in another you four years. We'll see you in ten years when we oh. do episode two. Bye-bye. <laughs>